Hello and welcome to the Three Pints Betting Podcast with myself, James, from the Betting Desk, Tom Love from We Love Betting Gold, and Jerry Taylor from Jerry Taylor's Tips. No podcast last week due to some listing issues, um, but back this week, um, it's a reduced card with the FA Cup. We're going to talk our way through some of our best bets of the, of the weekend. Um, so let's just crack on. Uh, how are you, chaps? Hi, not so bad, thank you, mate. Yeah, all good, all good. Excellent. Tom, do you want to kick us off in usual fashion first? <clears throat> yeah, um, I've got two bets from the EFL. I'm not bothering with the FA Cup this week. Um, and I've got two bets from the continent as well. Um, my long shot is also in the EFL, so... I'll kick off. Uh, I know that you like this one as well, um, James. It's the over two and a half in Accrington against Fleetwood, which is priced quite generously. I thought around 1.85 with Marathon Bet. Um, I expected that to be, well, probably more like a 1.7 shot, in, in all honesty, because you've got two teams here who... They're scoring plenty of goals and they just can't defend either of them. Um, I mean, Accrington have seen overs copping 63% of games. But if you just look at the games at home, uh, I think they really go for it more at home. They want to give the fans some good entertainment there. They know they've not really got anything to lose. So they always try and go out and win, even against the, the, the bigger teams. We saw that against Wigan. It often comes back to bite them just because there is obviously a golfing quality. But they'll really fancy their chances of beating this Fleetwood side who, you know, are, are really toiling at the bottom end of the table. But if you just, yeah, if you just look at the overs in home games at Accrington, 75% of those have, have copped for overs backers. And if you just look at their last five home games, uh, all of them have gone over two and a half goals. And those five games averaged a whopping 4.4 goals per game, which is outrageous, really. Um, it, it means that over three and a half goals has also landed in 42% of Accrington games this season. So there's a real penchant here for goals. And if you just look at Fleetwood, who obviously sacked the manager, Simon Grayson, just last week, um, they, they've surprised me because I thought that they'd be quite a low-scoring team this season. I thought they'd be involved in a lot of unders games, given it was Grayson in charge, who's usually been a lot more pragmatic in his style. He likes to just keep keep games on low margins, but it, it wasn't really working for him at the back. So he probably just thought, you know what, we've got to kind of go for it going forward. And I expect their kind of overall attacking process to actually improve. Uh, now he's gone um, but defensively there's still plenty of issues and they've been brilliant for goals backers of Fleetwood over two two and a half landed in 78% of their games BTTS has landed in eight of nine Fleetwood away games as well and over three and a half goals has landed in 50% of their games too and uh, if you look at the last six Fleetwood away games that's averaged 4.5 goals per game so if you're taking kind of respective home and away form in kind of a six, five, six game sample, you're looking at some outrageously high scoring games. And to get over two and a half goals at around 1.85 just looks too big to me. It's just probably the outlier of the weekend. And 
Um, yeah, that, that's one of my kind of favourite bets. Probably not. I mean, it's going to be my nap, really, for the weekend. That I can't see any bet that's going to be better value. Um, and because there's not much... I don't even think there is a League 2 game this weekend. Um, I'm actually going to delve into the Championship, which is a league I don't necessarily bet that much on, usually, just because it, it's quite tight. Um, it's quite erratic, too. But there's, I think there's been an overreaction in the market here. And I'm going to take Cardiff plus 0.25 on the Asian handicap at just shy of even money with Bet365, 1.97. Uh, I, I was really surprised that this wasn't a, a zero ball game, uh, kind of a scratch start on the Asian handicap. And I think there's been a lot put into that win for Sheffield United over Bristol City the other day. Um, obviously, they, they parted company with Slavisa Jukanovic. Well, over a week ago now, um, and they appointed Paul Heckingbottom. Um, I think he used to play for them, uh, uh, along with Stuart McCall, another player who's played for Bradford and Sheffield. I mean, they've both done decent enough jobs wherever they've been, but um, it does does seem a bit like a, a gamble for the hierarchy to take because no doubt the fans were expecting a big name there, but. I think it might suit them a bit better, um, but I don't think they're they're, they're necessarily going to have a fantastic season now that they've got them in over Jukanovic, who's more of a long-term visionary. Uh, I I think they'll they'll kind of go back to basics a little bit, but they shouldn't be six to five to win at Cardiff, in my opinion. Um, they've not been great all season, Sheffield United. They've lacked any kind of rhythm, I think, in their play. Uh, they've struggled to create, especially away from home. They're kind of averaging less than one XG per game on the road, which is, is quite paltry, really, for a side that would have been looking at at least playoff positions this season. Um, and, I mean, they beat Bristol City. I mean, I'm not, I'm not reading much into that. I've, I've rarely been against Bristol City this season. I think they've been awful. Uh, and they kind of needed a second goal late on to wrap that game up. And obviously, you're going to get a bit of a bounce at home. Bramall Lane, fantastic stadium with the fans behind them there. I expected them to win that. But they're away here. It's a decent old trip down to Cardiff. And ever since Cardiff have parted company with Mick McCarthy, they've kind of picked up as well. Uh, They've won three, drawn one and lost two under kind of interim manager Steve Morrison, who's going to be there for the rest of the season. And they're just kind of enjoying the football a little bit more now at Cardiff. Good win at Luton last weekend. And, yeah, I think that they're, they're a side that I, I expect to improve. Uh, the play, the players are looking like they're, they're buying into what Morrison's talking about. And I think, I think it's an interesting dynamic, really, with kind of older managers like McCarthy, like Grayson, who I just mentioned for Fleetwood. I, I don't think they understand kind of the, the younger millennial player and it can see a real chasm in, in a relationship there and I think that um, someone like Morrison who, who was playing you know kind of three four years ago for Millwall um, will will really kind of relate well to these younger players and Cardiff have plenty of youngsters there uh, who, who are all looking really interesting likes of Mark Harris so yeah I'm expecting Cardiff to get a result here and I can't believe you can get them plus a quarter 
but now we even money. So here you're making money if Cardiff avoid defeat. So we'll pocket a, a half stakes win if it's a draw. But if Cardiff win the game, we'll take a full stakes win at just shy of evens. Uh, so the only way you're not making money is if Sheffield United win this game and um, I'm not having them at 6-5. to five. Uh, If you're kind of an exchange better, I'd be all over laying Sheffield United here at that price. Yeah, nice time. I mean, I'm, you, you, you know, we spoke about before we started recording, I'm all over the Stanley Fleetwood uh, match and I am also surprised at the odds. Um, if you just look at some of the real basic stuff, Accrington has scored in all their home matches. Um, Fleetwood have conceded in all eight on the road and scored in seven of the eight. So just looking at, as you say, some real basic stats, you, you, I'm just surprised at, at, at why we're getting those odds. Um, you know, both as you said, both teams' scores copped in 88% of Fleetwood's away matches. They've actually conceded one and a half goals or more in 75% of their away matches. Uh, over the course of the season, Fleetwood away games averaged 3.67 goals. And Accrington at home, 3.38. So to get over two and a half goals at 1.85, 1.86, where it it currently is, I I agree with you. Um, I haven't seen such good odds on a game that I think will absolutely have goals in a long time. I think it's, you know, certainly the nap of the weekend, uh, certainly an early Christmas present for for backers in my, my, obviously my view and and your view as well, Tom. I am very surprised when I uh, looked at that. Because since there's only two games in League One, I don't know if, if the bookers have just got it wrong or or what, but it does seem very, very odd. Well, I, th- I think that this is this is the thing with kind of betting in the AFL, which I love about it. Um, if you've kind of got your finger on the pulse, then you can get some really good prices on kind of the more basic markets. I mean, I, I used to be quite a big fan of backing like both teams to score in League Two games where. You know, you're getting the stats where if the stats were like that in, say, the Bundesliga, you're looking at a twos on shot, probably even shorter than that. But the fact that you're getting this in a league that probably not many people bet on um, probably means that you've kind of got an edge. And that's why I, I kind of love VFL betting. I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Accrington conceded in six of their eight home games. The two games they didn't concede to were Donny, who were rubbish, and Shrewsbury, who were not exactly well known for you know for, for creating lots of chances. Yeah. Um, you know, last four home games, Accrington, three, two, four, one, two, 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 one. I mean, just can't quite work it out. I've I've researched every angle I can possibly think of, and to me, it it does look, you know, a really good bet. Uh, you know, you combine the two teams um, home and away form. 81 percent would see both teams to score, and seventy five percent would would be over two and a half goals. If you convert that into a probability and therefore odds uh, at seventy five percent, you know you're no way you're looking at one point eight four and one point eight five for, for your odds. So mm. um, would better the weekend for me. Jerry, what you got for us? You got any uh, English bets, or are you predominantly in Scotland? I've got a couple of Scottish ones uh, first, James. Um, then I've got a, a FA Cup one. I'll go with the, the Scottish ones first on the similar lines to what Tom was talking about there. That there's a game I like for both teams to score. It's in the Scottish Championship. Um, Arbroath against Wraith. Two, we've all got our kind of favourite teams we like to follow. 
and back and you know if they're on good runs these two are certainly that I like in the Scottish Championship are both and Wraith both managers very experienced canny savvy operators in John McGlynn and the legend that is Dick Campbell for our both. Um, as I say, they're both top four, top five in the championship, going really well. Wraith are on some kind of run that in the last 11 they're unbeaten. They've won seven, they've drawn four. Um, our both have been going great guns. In the last 12 home games, our both have scored 10 times. Sorry, 10 of the matches in the last 12 homes. Wraith, I've seen both teams to score land in eight, eight times out of the last nine games. They're, they're games if you... If the guys that are tuning in to the pod, they, if they check up in Wraith's record, they're, they're right for um, both teams to score of late Wraith Rovers game. So um, there was actually a bookie just before the pod. I went on to, there was 22 to 25 available with one of our bookies. I wouldn't name and shame them, but I tried to get a very, very modest stake on with them and next minute they'd reduce the odds. So um, the odds we've got for this bet, guys, is 45 with Sporting Index. Um, there might be similar around if, if guys want to sniff around there, but I think it's got a great chance of landing here. Both teams are attacking teams. They're do, doing well in the league, and I expect both teams to, to net in this game. My second selection, guys, is my favorite, one of my other favourites, Kelty Hearts. Um, they've gone up to the Highlands this Saturday against Elgin City. Elgin City are second bottom of the league. Kelty, Kelty as everybody knows, um, are top of the league. Elgin have been regressing now for a couple of seasons. They're getting worse and worse. They used to be contenders, you know, second and third place team in that league, fourth. But they've, they fell right away. So I'm go- the bet I'm looking at here, guys, is Kelty to be winning at half-time. Um, the goals at Kelty have been scoring away from home have been a lot more impressive than they have been at home. They've scored three, two, four, three, three and one. When, when I was checking these results, I actually realised I've been at the last two Kelty away games. The last game where they only scored one was actually, it wasn't anything to do with the opposition. It was actually the weather conditions. I think it was the day I tipped them for five, the Maroon Five. Um, it was basically one of the days where the, the goalkeeper was taking a goal kick and it was almost blown back into his uh, penalty box. So Boris Ross, the new Cowden Beef manager that day, he definitely parked the bus on the halfway line. His team never went across the halfway line and it was just the conditions that done for Kelty scoring maybe a few more goals and they, what they did end up with the win. So I think the wind would have blew down the bus on the halfway line that day. The wind, the conditions were so poor. But Elgin are not really great. Kelty, expect them to roll, roll Elgin over here. To believe in that half-time, guys, it's 65, 2.20. Um, this has landed in four out of six of Kelty's away games this season, as you would expect with the amount of goals they've been banging in. So half-time and full-time has actually landed four out of six for Kelty. But I'm just going for them to be leading that 45 minutes. We can hopefully roll up to the, the payout counter there at half-time, 45 minutes, and get our winnings here. Uh, just to put you in a picture about Elgin, scoring goals at home is a bit of a problem for them. They've scored goals in the 66th minute, the 53rd minute, the 79th minute, the 47th minute. You have to go back to the middle of August when they actually scored their first half league goal in the 17th minute the middle of August, an early league game in the season, um, Elgin at home. So they're not exactly prolific in the first half if MD's won them, you know, if, if they can actually get a draw at halftime here. So hopefully Kelty can be leading at halftime, get a nice 65, 2.20 uh, price to land there for us. So that's my two selection, guys from the Scottish Leagues this weekend. Thanks, mate. Do you want to dive straight into your EFL bets? Aye, I'll give you... I'll, I'll go with my FA Cup selection now, if you don't mind. It's uh, 
Doncaster Rovers against Mansfield. Um, just looking up their league positions, Doncaster are really, really toiling. As you guys know, we've been aficionados of these leagues. Second bottom, goal difference minus 23. No wins in six. Uh, they've not scored in four out of five of the games. Nigel Clough's uh, Mansfield, they're, they're not world beaters themselves. I realise that, you know, they're a wee bit higher than Donny in the league. But they've been going better. Recently, I think they've won four out of the last six in the league. Four wins. They've been going pretty well. Um, so just think, looking at the prices for that cup tie, 12 to 5 Mansfield kind of jumped off the page when I looked up how bad Donny were in the league. So second bottom, their goal difference is horrendous. So just think that's a sporting bet for me in England this week in the FA Cup. Um, and that's Mansfield Town to win their 12 to 5 in the FA Cup. Thanks, mate. Uh, I might just dive in with a quick Premier League bet that I've got. And it's a bit like the, the the Fleetwood match we were talking about earlier on. I'm taking Villa and Leicester over two and a half goals at 1.94. Uh, that's with marathon bet. Uh, start with Villa. I think there's a bit of a feel-good factor around, around Villa. You know, Gerard's come in. I think the fans are enthused by him. Um, but actually, when we start breaking it down... I still think it's going to be the same issues that are going to cause Villa issues, and that's the centre-half partnership of Mings and Concer. I'm not convinced by either of them. Um, there is a slightly better shape now, and, and I think the front three tonight, you started with Bailey, uh, Watkins and Boudouin up front as a three. Um, but 67% of their home games have seen over two and a half goals. They have only conceded in half their home matches, but when you start actually looking at what those games are, they kept the clean sheet at home to Newcastle, a clean sheet at home to Everton. Um, I mean, there's no, no great shakes. They've conceded twice to Man City, four times to West Ham, th- three times uh, to Wolves. So I think there's definite scope there for, for Leicester, who I think are slowly starting to improve to get on the score sheet. Um, if you look at Leicester, uh, every single one of their away games has seen both teams to score. Um, and the only game that didn't go over two and a half and both teams to score was Leeds, where I uh, sat there watching the Leeds match. I think it was 1-1 after about 20 minutes, and how there wasn't a, a third goal in the match, I, I'm not too sure. Um, obviously, they've scored in every away game and conceded in all. Uh, 1.62 XG against Leicester. So I think there's going to be opportunities for Villa to score, uh, and I think they will do, given the, you know, the, the, so the, the new manager bounce we slightly started seeing. I know they've lost to... To Man City tonight, but they actually didn't do too bad. They generated 0.86 xg, uh, number of shots. I think it was eight, nine or ten shots um, from Villa as they pulled forward, looking for that equaliser. Um, if you look at Leicester's defensive record, um, 16th for shots conceded, 14th for shots on target conceded, 17th for shots in the box conceded. Um, they're not great defensively, and with their with you know um, their ten and a half partnership. Uh, I'm not convinced at all. I think they just, uh, Sunchu just seems to switch off. When he first came to the Premier League, he was massively impressed. Since then, he looks a bit heavy. I mean, he's, he doesn't turn particularly well. Uh, and I think, you know, with Vardy, Barnes, Lookman, who seems to sort of, you know, found his feet again, and Madison just behind, I think they're going to cause Villa some problems. Uh, and the other way, I can't see Watkins um, and, you know, the others ca- causing some issues there. So both teams look to me, not great defensively, but good going forward. Uh, I can't see Leicester certainly keeping a clean sheet, but I can see Leicester scoring some goals. So over two and a half goals at 1.94 uh, looks the bet for me. Tom, I think you might have some European bets for us. 
Yes, I certainly do. I've got one in France and I've got one in Germany this weekend. Um, I'll start with the player in the Bundesliga. Um, again, I'm expecting to be quite quite entertaining this. Uh, Hoffenheim versus Eintracht Frankfurt, which is a bit of a local derby, I guess. Um, not too far for Frankfurt to travel that uh, down to Sinsheim. And I like goals here. Um, I'm going to back both teams to score and over two and a half goals, which is at 1.87 or 20 to 23 with marathon bet. Um, Hoffenheim have always been a big uh, team for me to back when it comes to betting on goals. And I think that, yeah, you've you've got the likes of Munas Dobur up front, Ilas Bebu, who's been getting amongst the goals of where and um, there's a lad that they've actually got on a free transfer from Stade Ren, called Jorginho Ruta, who I'm sure is going to be a star. You'll have heard of him in a, in a couple of years' time, no doubt at all. He got a brace last week in a 6-3 win at Greuterfurt, which is uh, kind of typical of uh, Hoffenheim and Greuter. Uh, very goal-heavy games featuring them too. And yeah, I'm liking the look of another goal-heavy game here. Uh, Hoff, Hoffa have always kind of known where the goal's at, especially at home. Uh, they scored two or more in five or six at home. And, you know, their games are averaging around 2.84 xG. So, yeah, I think that they've got plenty of options um, in forward areas. And a huge boost for them is Andre Kramaric coming back from injury. Uh, quite injury prone, but when he's fit, his um, goals per game uh, or goals per 90 record is superb. Uh, I think he was fourth in the pecking order in the pecking order when it came to goals in the Bundesliga last season. Despite missing a fair old chunk of the season, I think he missed around two months um, just after the Hinderunde. And yeah, he, he's massive plus now he's back and it's really kind of putting pressure on the likes of Bebu and Rutter uh, and Deber, who who are all kind of playing really well at the minute. So I expect them to really take the game to Eintracht here. And Eintracht, they, they got uh, the manager in Glasner uh, from Wolfsburg, who was kind of famed for more, more of a defensive approach in terms of German football at least. But he's getting kind of key attacking players back in the fold now. And they're in really good form, actually. Um, scoring plenty. Um, kind of scoring two or more in a, in a lot of the games of where in the Europa League uh, and in the Bundesliga too. Um, they've got Goncalo Paciencia back, which is a big boost. Uh, and they've got Rafael Bode, who they got from River Plate in the summer. Daichi Kamada who is one of my favourite players in the Bundesliga, uh, gets in some great positions behind the strikers. Um, Jons Peterhauger, who was on loan at AC Milan last year, he can't even get in the team um, because of the form of someone like Jesper Lindstrom, who got from Brondby too. So they've got loads of options going forward. I love what they do in the transfer market. And even though they've lost Andreas Silva, they've still got the likes of Philip Kostic, who can provide plenty of goals. It's just about having a striker who's going to put those goals in. And I think now you've got Bode and Paciencia back. They've got uh, plenty of options up top to to do that. So I think Hoffenheim are going to make this an entertaining game. And I think Frankfurt, full of confidence on the run that they're on, uh, will fancy their chances of getting a couple of goals too. So 
I'm expecting this to be a cracker. Um, over two and a half goals and both teams to score around 1.87 looks a, a really nice price to me in the Bundesliga. Uh, I'm going to go into Ligue 1 next for Montpellier against Clermont Foot. And I'm all over Montpellier to score over one and a half goals. Uh, around 1.93 best price with Bet Victor. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday night, so there was a, a midweek round of Ligue 1. And um, I just think Montpellier, um, they, they've kind of struggled a bit of late, but a huge win for them at Mets, um, 3-1. And they had the kind of key players back going forward. And uh, I've probably mentioned Montpellier more than any other team on this podcast because uh, the manager, Olivier Delalio, who they got from Brest, is very attack-minded, uh, following on from what Dezakarayan did. And yeah, they're at home, they're scoring plenty of goals. They've scored two or more in five of eight at base. Um, they've got Teji Stavanier back, who is easily one of the best five players in Ligue 1. Um, can't believe he's still at Montpellier. Um, but he, he was on the score sheet, actually, against Metz tonight, uh, along with Steffi Mavadidi, who's a real direct threat, and Eli Wahi, who's a player I've mentioned before, young striker. Um, he's kind of getting the nod ahead of Valéry Jamal at the minute uh, after his kind of poor form. So, yeah, they've got plenty of options, as always, going forward, but the key men are back. And they're coming up against a Clermont Foot side who started the season quite well, having come up from Ligue 2. But they're, they're starting to really toil. They've lost five of the last six. Uh, they got a point midweek against Lens. Uh, quite a good point, that, considering Lens starts the season. Uh, but I, I just look at their defence and I, I can't trust them to keep the goals out. Uh, they've conceded two or more in four of the last six. And away from home, they've conceded in the last seven games. You just look at them games, they've conceded three, four, Six, one, two, three, and one. So they're, they're shipping goals for fun, especially on the road. Uh, the only teams that didn't manage to score two or more in that run, uh, Lam and Lorient, who were both kind of shot shy teams who, who never really looked to go after teams. Uh, but Montpellier are kind of ripe for, for taking apart these poor defences, and uh, they're going to just go and try to score as many goals as they can. So yeah, I really like this. Montpellier to score over 1.5 team goals, which is at 1.93. Around 37 to 40 if you're looking at fractions. Um, that's one of my best bets on the continent. Uh, that's that bet Victor, that best price. Thanks, mate. Two excellent bets from Europe there. Jerry, you got a long shot for us? Yeah. Um, going back into Scotland, my previous bet, sorry, the Kelty bet in League 2 was with Betfair of Paddy Power. Yeah, this time I'm getting a League 1 in Scotland for the long shot. Um, you guys will be glad to know I've toned it down a wee bit this time. Instead of going for the five draws, I'm only going for the four draws this time. Um, but the matchups, the matchups look really tight, really close again. I'm going to give this one a, another go. Um Clyde against Peterhead um, is the first. Both of them are struggling down the bottom end of the league with East Five, so the two of them are quite close to the match. So that could end up that could end up being a draw quite easily. East Five against Arlo is one of the other games. East Five have just replaced their manager, um, 
Darren Young, um, he got sacked last week for losing at Clyde, or the week before rather, and um, he's been replaced now by Stevie Crawford, who's a decent manager, so they might get a wee lift there, a wee bit of a boost there. They're up against Allah, Barry Ferguson's Allah, who've been going okay just now, so that again could be another tight one with a new manager factor, Reese Fife might give them a wee lift and get them to get a point there, because they're rock bottom of the league at the moment. Queen's Park, the draw specialists are at home to Falkirk, so that's naturally two sort of top four, top five teams. So that's going to be nip and tuck, that's going to be tight. Again, that could end up um, honours even there. And the final one I've got, it's actually the game's been moved to Tuesday, lads. Um, Montrose against Airdrie. Again, two top teams, two top five teams could quite conceivably end up a draw there as well with honours equal. So... Going for the four draws. The only game in League One I'm going to swear is Cove against Dumbarton. That that we could get a winner there. So I'm going to swear and avoid that. But I'm, 140 to one it is for the the four games that I've highlighted in League One in Scotland. That's we bet three six five, um, worth a couple of quid for a wee bit of fun uh, this coming Saturday. Thanks, mate. 140 to one. Wow, nice Christmas present if we uh, if we land that. Um, it's the time of the year to land one of them boys, isn't it? Aye. Absolutely. Uh, Tom, what you got? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just going to go back to the first game that I mentioned, um, the Accrington versus Fleetwood game. And I mentioned over two and a half in that, but I can't ignore the six to one with Bet Victor on over four and a half goals in this game. Um, I kind of reeled off most of the stats earlier, so I'm not going to go into too much depth. But uh, we put this bet up actually when Accrington went to Morecambe earlier in the season as a long shot, similar price, and it landed for us there. That ended 3-3 that game. It really wouldn't surprise me if that happened again. Yeah, um, it's landed in five Fleetwood games this season, and it's also landed in six Accrington games, including three of the last five at home. So when you kind of mirror that with the price that you're getting around 6-1 to one here, I can't really ignore it. Neither team can defend particularly. And yeah, I mentioned Accrington just really go for it. Uh, they kind of go for broke at home. So I'm expecting their kind of forward players to really kind of show up. I think they've got a few players back from injury as well, which is a big boost for them because they've got a relatively thin squad. Uh, but Fleetwood as well, they've got a couple of decent forward players. Callum Morton, notably probably the best player going forward. And, yeah, I just think it's going to be a shootout. I see no right reason why it wouldn't be with the stats that we're getting. So, 6-1 to one on over 4.5, I'm all over that. Did that one earlier yeah. in the season, did it not get the goals not piling quite early in the first half when you got that one up? Yeah, yeah. I can, I can remember it quite vividly, actually. I was at the pub that day and uh, just seeing the tickers. and it, I think it was 3-2 at half-time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think we were... We we're cashing up after 45 minutes, so that'd be nice. You got yourself another <laughs> beer? More <laughs> <laughs> <I> like seven. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go into the FA Cup from, from my long shot, and uh, I'm going to take Swindon to beat Warsaw and both teams to score. Uh, first up, a little bit surprised on Swindon's odds, to be honest. Uh, 2.57 just for the win. Uh, I think that's, that's doing Swindon a massive disservice. I think away from home, they, well, they are the best away side in the division. Uh, played 9-1-7, drawn 2, lost 0, scored 18, conceded 7. Uh, that's pretty impressive for a side at the start of the season. 
uh, scrape together enough players to, to start the season in an opening game. Home form for Swindon is, is, is awful, pretty much. They've only got 10 points at home, only won two games. But Warsaw have actually only got two, two more points than them, uh, with one three, drawn three, lost three, just 12 points, scored 12, conceded 13. So just, just on the outset, 2.57 for Swindon to win, I think, looks a good bet. And if you look at the underlying statistics for Swindon, uh, 1.6 XG, which is the second best uh, in the division away from home, Average two goals a game, that's the best. 13 shots, that's the best. Uh, 5.7 shots on target per game, that's also the best. And fifth for shots in the box. Uh, relatively small squads, so I don't think they're going to be able to change it up too much. Um, if you look at the away ex, uh, expected points, I have them third. Um, both teams have scored land in seven of their nine games, and they've won with both teams to score in five of their seven wins. So I'm quite happy edging towards that side. Then you look at Warsaw. Uh, six of eight at home have seen both teams to score. They've conceded in six of the eight, scored in seven of eight home games. Um, 1.44 goals conceded, 1.33 goals scored. Um, and then you look at their defensive uh, sort of metrics. I've got them 18th for uh, XG against, 15th for shots in the box, 20th for touches in the box. Going forward, uh, fifth for shots on target, ninth for shots taken. You then look at the Swindon uh, defensive statistics. I've got them 19th for shots on target conceded and 15th for shots in the box conceded. Um, also have been getting better of late. Um, form's a bit patchy. They've beaten Oldham, Sutton and Port Vale. Um, but um, Port Vale, I forget the manager's name now, it escapes me. Uh, so it was the worst display from Port Vale he'd seen in a long time. They were, they were awful. I think Port Vale, you know, just didn't turn up. Their XG was like about 0.3 or something ridiculous. So maybe just a bit of a rogue result. So Warsaw aren't particularly clever, but they do get on the score sheet. I think Swindon are a lot better than this. And if you look at the odds that Swindon have been given by the bookies or the closing odds uh, all season away from home, they have been incredibly high. I know it's an FA Cup match, but these two sides are in the same division. Um, And you can roughly get the same odds uh, on Swindon today, uh, or sorry, Saturday, uh, you know, as they, as they have been against Newport, uh, Bristol Rovers, uh, and Sutton, who who they who know they, they won all of those games. So I think uh, Swindon will have to play a pretty much a strong side because the squad's not that big, uh, and then Swindon to win and both teams to score is about five point five with most bookies, uh, and that is my long shot of the day. Chaps, anything else? Did anyone send any questions? We've got any questions from any listeners? Good point. Yeah, we, we got one in from um, a fellow. Let me just get his name up here. It was a really interesting question, actually. It was about kind of anti-post betting. Um, sausage betting, what a name that is. Um, do you think Newport County are value back in for the playoffs again at 11-8? to 8? I took Leicester to finish higher than Wolves and Villa. Uh, uh, 1.66 and West Brom higher than Coventry and Middlesbrough at 2.62 which selection would you be most worried about um, I'll start off with a, with a new part angle um, I, I think they're a, a really good thing now um, I, I just like what they're doing behind the scenes they've clearly got the house in order because even though Michael Flynn was top manager for that level probably the best manager they've ever had uh, if we're being honest, um, 
he he left, but they've got James Robbery in, and and I think it was probably time for Flynn to move on in a way. Um, I think he kind of run them dry with the cup runs and stuff. Um, so for all he did well, I think it, it was quite quite good timing, I guess, to get someone fresh in, and he, he's done really well since he's come in as Robbery, um, scoring plenty of goals. He's got Telford firing and Courtney Baker-Richardson up front. And, yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of league team myself. Um, and Fleet, uh, Newport, I should say, probably the best defensive side that I've seen this season. And if they can get the goals at the other end, which they're showing that they can do at the minute, I think that it's not a particularly strong league this season. And Newport, kind of, they've been there and done it. They know what it takes. And usually they have the pitch factor which usually cuts up around this time. That's not going to be the case anymore. They've got it all reweighed. So they can play the good football that they want to. So, yeah, I quite like the look of Newport. I'd hold on to that. Um, and, yeah, the West Brom, that's looking good at the minute, even though they've had a bit of a dip. Um, I think Leicester to finish higher than Wolves and Villa. Ooh, I'm not sure. I think that Leicester have kind of started quite poorly, haven't they? I mean, um we looked, I mean, James talked about the data, didn't he, earlier for them. It's been quite worrying, the shots on target conceded, shots in the box conceded. So um, it's going to be nip and tuck, and with Wolves kind of starting quite well, I think that would probably be the selection I'd be most worried about. I'm not sure if you two have any views. Yeah, just a quick look at Newport. I mean, um, yeah. date I've got there, I've got Newport seventh on XG, um, expected points. Uh, but then you look across the sort of stuff I look at, uh, XG ratio, shots on target ratio, shots in the box and mm. shots on the top, shots on target in the box. Uh, I've got them all in top six. I think they're an improving side. Uh, I agree with your comments, Tom, with, with Flinney. Uh, I think sometimes managers, however good they are, can go a little bit stale. You're trying to motivate the same group of players day in, day out. And sometimes yeah. you just, you get, they get, everyone gets a bit bored. The manager gets a bit bored because it's repetitive. You know, as did the players. So yeah, I agree. I think Newport will be will be fine into the playoffs. Um, yeah, the less the Leicester uh, is it Leicester to finish above Wolves and Wolves Villa. And yeah, I, I I I think they'll be fine um, above the Villa. Um, Wolves, I think, um, are doing okay. Um, I, I, yeah, that would be the one bit I'd be concerned about. Um, Leicester, as you said, as you said, Tom, Leicester defensively looks suspect. It's a very good squad. I think mm. there's a bit of uncertainty about where Brendan Rodgers might might end up if he goes anywhere. Exactly. Um, and I think that might start playing on some of the players' minds. I think Leicester have probably overachieved the last two or three years, but every year have just about you know they've, well they've basically bottled at the last three or four games in, in my view at the end of the season and not made the Champions League. I'm not saying that they they should have finished it, but you know, given the, the the money they have coming in, but they they had some big point advantages going into the last maybe three four games and blew it. And I think that's maybe just catching up with the players. Also, can Vardy still do it day in day out? It's getting older. One or two players might be looking at slightly bigger moves than Leicester. All due respect to them, I, I think they'd be the bet that I'd be concerned about. Yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers is definitely one of these streaky managers, isn't he? He goes on winning streaks and then he goes in sort of poor spells, but. Even every interview you hear him when there's job speculation, he kind of always denies, no, um, but he always kind of gives you a wee kind of reading between the lines. He's got that wee glint in his eye, you know, and 
I don't doubt if a, mm-hmm. a bigger club than Leicester comes in at any point from I, I believe it would be off in a minute. Um, the same way he left Celtic quite quickly for Leicester, he wouldn't he wouldn't hesitate to take a bigger job on. I don't think. But well, uh, I think it's Sorry. Sorry, it's the same with some of their players. So Tielemans, I think, is too good for Leicester. Um, you know, I think when they got one or two of their players that also could go into could the same sort of mould as, as Rogers, something better comes along. Yeah, I'm going to have a little go at that, and I think that's probably not helping them. But I like what you're saying about Wolves. I think I, think I went against them in the pod a couple of weeks ago, Tom. Against uh, I went for West Ham against Wolves, and I was quite impressed when I watched Wolves. You know, they they were the better yeah. team against West Ham that day, and they fully deserved to to win the game. So. Um, I'll definitely be watching Wolves with interest over the next few weeks, so it's no, it's no cut and dry that Leicester's going to finish top of that heap. I don't think. I think that's the only question, wasn't it? We we had this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if anyone has any kind of interest in betting question, whether it's kind of game by game basis or them anti anti post kind of shouts, um, just just send them in uh, on Twitter. I'll put something out every Monday or Tuesday to to. Um, see what you can reply to so yeah uh, really interesting just to get some of our different opinions on what people are seeing excellent absolutely i think that wraps up then chaps um yeah. thanks for your time happy listening uh hope everyone has a good weekend punting and speak to you all next week cheers cheers